God has a wonderful plan for your life. You are not an accident. You are a divine appointment. You say, well, how can you say that? Because the Bible says it. It says in Psalm 139 that he designed you before the foundation of the world. And he kept a book on how he fashioned you. God has many good plans for you because he loves you, loves you so much. He sent Jesus to die for your sins and Jesus arose from the dead. Now, God has so many ways he uses the Holy Spirit to draw you. It's always amazing. Sometimes it's through a person. Sometimes it could be in a dream. Sometimes it's just through circumstances. Sometimes you know that someone's praying for you and you begin to get hold of who Jesus is. Sometimes you pick up a Bible and say, oh, I never read this, never saw that God loved me like this. God has so many ways to get to you, but one of the ways he has that I just love and I'm continuing to teach on is the signs in the heavens. The stars tell the story of Jesus Christ. And when you look at this, and you'll see in my book that there are 12 constellations and all of them tell a little more about Jesus, a little more about Jesus, a little more about Jesus, like Virgo. That was the first one we looked at, and it's virgin. And it means the virgin birth of Christ. And the four signs in it really reveal who he is. Then we looked at, oh, another beautiful one, Libra. And we see that Jesus paid the price for our sins. Ah, oh, this is gorgeous. All the four symbols in here just show you and show you and show you. But this one we're looking at today is Scorpio. And on the cross, we see that Satan stung Jesus with the poison of sin. But then we see Jesus crushed him. <laughs> so what does Satan come? He comes to sting you with sin. But we see the seed of the woman bruises his head. You cannot overcome Satan except through Jesus. And you'll see that so clearly as we study this sign today. And then we will see that he bruised the head of, of Satan and that we win over oppression of sin and death. Now, what does Jesus do? He sets you free from spiritual death, physical death, and just death in this life of emotional garbage and junk. He came to set the captive free. Mm. Everybody say, free in Jesus. And so, of course, I have all this in the book and the naming of the stars and all of it, and I can't teach all 12 of these, so I want you to be sure you get the book and see them all because every constellation, every constellation will show you Jesus. You will just love this. So we're looking at Scorpio today, and I'm on page 35 in the book. And of course, you can call in for prayer at any time. We'd love to hear from you. And you can call in for the book at any time, but I wouldn't say book, I'd say books, because it's a wonderful book that has the real story of Jesus that can be passed on again and again and again. And it can set people free from the deception of Satan with the stupid horoscope. Mm. Zodiac doesn't have to do with a horoscope. Zodiac means a ladder with rungs. And every constellation is just another step up 
to see who Jesus is. Now let's look right now. Let's look at Scorpio. Now you say, wow, this thing looks terrible. Oh, it just looks so bad. So here we see a scorpion. Ugh, that's not so good. And then we see a character named Ophiuchus. Ophiuchus, I want to say it correctly. And then we see a serpent back here behind him. Mm. And then we see a big figure, Hercules. And so we began to see what Jesus did and how he died and arose from the dead for our sin. And so people in perhaps these days would look to the stars and God wants to win people and they would get the story of Jesus Christ, his plan of redemption through the stars. Now, if you look especially at the deadly foe, wow, you're going to look at Scorpio, you're going to look at the serpent, and so we see that the right heel uh, is drawn back from the scorpion's tail. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Notice the right heel. And what is that? Because Satan, it said in Genesis 3.15, he would uh, bruise his heel, but he would crush the head. And so he, uh, Satan, you know, I think the worst day of the devil's life was when Jesus arose from the dead. I think he thought when he killed him, that's it. Everything is over. He's gone. And that was the best thing he could have done because then Jesus died for our sins, had no sin upon him, and arose from the dead. <laughs> that was the worst day. So he bruised the heel. And of course, a scorpion's bite, you know, ooh, is very, very painful. So the cross was not just exactly a slap-happy thing. It was painful. Now, we see in this sign of Scorpio, a man is bruising the scorpion's head. Oh, oh, oh. So let's look at the feet. We see this one drawn back, but we see this one right on the head of Satan. Well, where is that? <laughs> you say, well... That's in Genesis 3.15, I know. The star, stars aren't telling your story, they're telling his story. And so we look at that and say, wow. And then Ophiuchus is the figure really of Jesus. And this is the one who takes the deadly sin, but death is swallowed up in victory because the Bible says, oh, <coughs> excuse me, oh death, where is your sting? And so, oh, hell, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us a victory through Jesus Christ. So what's he doing? He's giving you a visual of what Jesus has done for you to live in victory. Yeah, he took the sting of your sin, and he bruised the head of Satan, and he gave you the victory that he purchased for you. Now, folks, this always gets to me because I think a lot of times we don't live in victory. We're so busy trying to battle everything when Jesus gave us the victory. Thanks be unto God who always leads us to triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Do you declare he's your victory? Do you declare that Satan is under your feet? 
Or do you say, oh, he's after me? Well, the Bible says, behold, I give you power to tread on serpents. And we see the serpent is in here too. Uh, on serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you. So not only did Jesus tread on this, the serpent over Satan, but also he says you can walk on him because you have the victory of my name. Do you use his name against Satan? Do you take your authority and say, devil, this is enough in Jesus' name. Now, folks, you call us and we'll pray a victory prayer with you for whatever it may be, but we're not going to play with the devil. We're going to bind him because the name of Jesus absolutely overcomes him because we see the picture of it. Plus, we have the Bible full of it. So don't just sit and have a pity party. Have a power party. Call us. And then, of course, get your book or books. I would get 10 of them. You know, get 10 of them. Pass them around because even people who are not born again are interested and they think you're giving them some kind of book on the horoscope. I think that's hilarious. But it really is a book about Jesus Christ and the stars and how the stars tell his story. Now, when I looked Ophiuchus, it, it, he has a big star in it, and it's the chief who comes. <clears throat> Jesus is coming back. And what's he coming back? For his church. So already, I'm looking at all these beautiful things about Jesus. He's the branch, the seed, the chief who comes. And I see Hercules, oh, and his foot is firmly planted on the head of the dragon. <laughs> and the dragon is called Draco. And it says the young lion, did you know the dragon was in the Bible? The young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Oh, you say, are you sure that's in the Bible? Yeah, I'm positive. It's Psalm 91.3. And so... You don't need to let the devil walk on you. You need to reverse it. We're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. It's a seated. Why? Because he's accomplished and defeated what the enemy would do. Quit playing around and talking what the devil's doing to you. Talk about what Jesus is and sit down with him and rest in him because he's put the enemy under his feet. Now, for some of you, this gets a little shocking, but I like to shock you, especially with scripture. And you see that you don't have to just sit under the devil's thing. And I, I looked at these psalms like Psalm 19, David wrote, The heavens declare his glory. What? The heavens were never made to tell your horoscope. The heavens were made to tell you about how much Jesus loves you and what he has for you. It's just unimaginable. So again... I'm going to say to you before we go into this next segment and look at the naming of the stars in this beautiful constellation. And again, I'm going to say to you, call in with your prayer request. Call in. And of course, get your book and books and pass them around and get ready for the next segment on the stars, the special stars that are in this special constellation that just, what do they have for you? More truth about Jesus. More truth about Jesus. Who he is to you and in you and through you. I cannot wait to teach this next segment to you. 
Warnings are found in the scriptures. God's people must not seek guidance from the stars nor worship them. Signs in the heavens shatters and exposes every lie of deception about studying the stars. In His wisdom, God placed stars in the cosmos for one reason, to tell His perfect plan of redemption. In them lies the story of Jesus from His birth to the final judgment ahead. For your gift of $25 or more, we will send you Marilyn's book, Signs in the Heavens, recently revised with additional content. In this highly requested book, Marilyn builds precept upon precept to bring the greatest story ever told to life through the stars. See the story of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, presented in the stars before Scripture was ever written. We will also send you Marilyn's Discover Your Destiny teaching CD. Through this teaching, you'll be encouraged to walk in the Lord's plan and destiny that only you can fulfill. It's time God's people know the truth. Take this heavenly journey. Discover signs in the heavens today. Call or click today to receive this anointed resource. We're so excited and we want you to come with us to Egypt in the fall. Oh my goodness, Egypt? What are you talking about? Well, we're going to see some amazing things. We're going to see the pyramids. We're going to see the Sphinx. We're going to go on a five-star Nile cruise. Are you kidding me? Who gets to do that? <gasps> it could be you. You might get to do that with us. So I want you to hop on the phone, get on the website. We have information. We want to pray for you and we want you to come with us. Plus, mom, we get to minister. Oh, we do. And that's powerful in Egypt because we get to lay hands on the sick. We have real open doors and we're going to have a ministry training school. And the more hands we have, the more miracles we can see. And I want you to be a part of it. So I want you to contact us today. You say, I don't have the money, I don't have the time. We're gonna put you on a list where we pray because you have a rich heavenly father and he can make a way for you to go and God needs you in Egypt. The stars declare the glory of God. The stars, oh, they tell the story of Jesus. Isn't this something? And we see pictures in the sky of what Jesus did. We see the cross. And in what we're looking at today, oh, we're going to see how he is Hercules, Ophiuchus. He is these things. And he not only bruises the head of the serpent, he crushes his head. And that's the victory we have in Jesus. You know, I think it's very interesting where Jesus talked about narrow is the way, you know, that leads to heaven, eternal life. But broad is the way that leads to hell. But narrow, what, is, what makes it narrow? Is that there's only one name that can save us. It's the name of Jesus. There is no other name in heaven or in earth that can save us but the name of Jesus. That's the narrowness of it. But let me tell you, it's not narrow in the sense, oh, it's so tight I can hardly get through. It's so easy. Narrow is the way, I'm telling you, easy to receive Jesus into your heart. If you call on him, he will save you. So as you're watching the beautiful story of the stars about Jesus, you know, call on him for your need and call us on the phone. We would just love to pray with you for whatever the need is. We don't counsel. And of course, I want you to get signs in the heavens. I think it will be a resource book for you. It won't just be one time that you read it, but I think it'll be something that will sustain you who Jesus is. He is the narrow way, but not too tight for you. He is so wonderful. And I would say this because we're looking at the third sign today, 
But remember, there are 12 signs, and I can't teach on all of them. What do they all mean? I'm telling you, one of them is his return and his setting up judgment on the earth. And I can't tell you all that, but I have them all in the book. And you need to call in, get the book and books, because it will be a blessing to you. Now, let's look at Jesus, our hero. Because as we look at this special sign, we see how he defeated the enemy. And because we'll see Satan here in this sign, we see him as a scorpion. Ugh, wow, ugly. And we'll also see him as a serpent. And so often, you know, the Bible says we'll tread on serpents and scorpions, all the power of the enemy. So that's not taken out of context. That's certainly Bible. And we see him as a serpent, how he deceived Eve. He came as a serpent. But the good news is, look at whose foot is on the head of the scorpion. It's Ophiuchus. And this is Jesus, the one who treads on the serpent. And then we see Hercules. Oh, my goodness. And we see him absolutely winning over everything. And I like for us to see Jesus not as just, oh, well, you know, I have Jesus. But Jesus is the great conqueror. Through Jesus, we are more than conquerors. Don't see yourself as a scorpion. That's the devil. Don't see yourself as a serpent. That's the devil. You don't want to see yourself as that. That would be disgusting and terrible. And that would be what the devil would like. He'd like for you to think that. Now, I want to look at some of the stars that are in this because Jesus said, all authority in heaven and earth are given to me. And so when we look at the star, it, in Hercules' head is a very bright star. And I looked it up. It means the head of him who bruises. <laughs> and of course, this goes back to Genesis 3.15. You know, folks, this is all Bible. It's all Bible. God isn't going to write a separate gospel in the stars because he said in nature, Romans, it'll, it'll tell my story. So he told it in nature through the stars also. But then we see also a kneeling thing. You know, we not only see him as strong, but we see him as kneeling. One knee is kneeling because he is in submission to the Father's will. Remember in the Garden of Gethsemane? That was a crisis, the biggest crisis in Jesus' life. And he said, not my will, but thine be done. He submitted to the will of the Father. Submission is a big deal, big deal that we submit to, to Jesus. But I'm looking at Jesus in his submission to his parents. Remember when they went down for the feast day and they couldn't find Jesus. And finally they found him. And he said, I was about my father's business. But it says there, he was in submission. He submitted himself to his parents. And then it says, he grew in wisdom and favor with God and man. Folks, submission is part of Jesus in us to submit to the father's will, to submit to what is right, you know, and do the things we should do to submit on that. I believe that's when you grow in wisdom and favor with God and man. Submitting is very, very important. 
And then I thought, who are the two people who, it says, grew in wisdom and favor with God and man? They were Samuel and Jesus. And I look at Samuel, just a young boy, you know, submitting to the priest. And that priest, oh, he was ugly, Eli. You know, his life, he was fat and compromising and didn't train his children. And so, you know, we can come up with an excuse. Well, I'm not going to submit on the job or I'm not going to submit in church or I'm not going to submit to this person or that person or my wife or my husband. But folks, Samuel submitted to a priest that we wouldn't have said is so spiritual and submitted to his circumstances. And then he grew in wisdom and favor with God and man. And so submission is very key. So when we see that here, that was very important that Jesus submit himself to the Father's will. When he said that in the garden, not my will be done, but yours. And then we see again the branch. And of course, we've seen this before. We've seen the branch and one of the other constellations. We saw it in Virgo. You remember? She was holding a branch. That was interesting to see how it occurs again. He is the branch mentioned over and over in prophecy as the branch. And then I look at something else. Jesus Christ is the one, the center of it all. If it isn't about Jesus, forget it, because he's the center of it all. No one else died for your sins. No one else arose from the dead. And when we begin to study the constellations, I would have to say this to you, go from glory to glory. You know, we studied Virgo, we studied Libra, now Scorpio, which has to do with the cross. But then you say, well, what's the next one? Well, <laughs> I don't have time to teach on all these. There are just 12 of them. But it's Sagittarius, and you will love this because you will see Jesus as the Son of Man and the Son of God. And you begin to see Jesus at his second coming of his return. Oh, you're going to see the church in a new way because Capricornus shows the church seated in heavenly places in great victory. And the pictures that it has, I'm amazed at. And what about Aquarius? Jesus said he would send the Holy Spirit. And this is the outpouring. And Aquarius has to do with outpouring. And so the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is shown in the stars. You say, oh, I need to get it. I agree. You need to get the book, books. And of course, you need to call in. If you're not a spirit-filled Christian, call in. We'll pray with you. We'll be happy to. And then we see how Jesus unites the church and the Jew and how they'll look on him whom they have pierced. Oh, and we'll see how Jesus is the breaker who breaks everything. You know, I'm just, what, you say, what are you trying to do? I'm trying to stir up your appetite to know all of them. I'm trying to stir you up to get the book and get books and use them as missionaries. Because folks, Jesus is the lion. That's the last sign. That's the last constellation. He is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Oh, my goodness. Everything we see in these signs is Jesus as a victory. And Jesus in you is your hope of glory. Jesus in you makes you victorious. 
Warnings are found in the scriptures. God's people must not seek guidance from the stars nor worship them. Signs in the heavens shatters and exposes every lie of deception about studying the stars. In His wisdom, God placed stars in the cosmos for one reason, to tell His perfect plan of redemption. In them lies the story of Jesus from His birth to the final judgment ahead. For your gift of $25 or more, we will send you Marilyn's book, Signs in the Heavens, recently revised with additional content. In this highly requested book, Marilyn builds precept upon precept to bring the greatest story ever told to life through the stars. See the story of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, presented in the stars before Scripture was ever written. We will also send you Marilyn's Discover Your Destiny teaching CD. Through this teaching, you'll be encouraged to walk in the Lord's plan and destiny that only you can fulfill. It's time God's people know the truth. Take this heavenly journey. Discover signs in the heavens today. Call or click today to receive this anointed resource. like to pray with you for people perhaps that are on your heart that are in horoscopes or deceptive things, deceitful things. If the enemy is blinding their eyes, the number one tool of the enemy, I believe, is deception, to steal the truth away from them. So I'd like to just pray right now, and maybe this is for you too, and you don't need to be under Satan's thumb or his heel or his foot. No. Jesus bruised him, bruised his head for you. So, Father, I just pray for every person right now who has put their hand on their heart that you set them free from anything that the devil has done to deceive them and keep them from the victory that Jesus has. And in Jesus' name, I speak freedom. And he that the Son sets free is free indeed. So please call if I just prayed with you. And, you know, call in and tell the person who answered the phone, I just prayed with Marilyn. I don't want to be in deception. I want to walk in truth. I want to walk free. They're not going to counsel you, but they'll just, you know, pray with you, agree with you. And there's power in the agreement of two people. Do you know that? And when you call them, that's three people. That's you and I and that person who answers the phone. And how could you not get the, gift, the book? Get the book as a gift. You know, folks, we give people flowers. They wilt. We give them candy. We make them fat. Give them God's Word and get truth into them. But I, I wouldn't just get one. I'd get two or three because you know people who are deceived by the enemy. And you know Christians who are too that are looking at their horoscope instead of who Jesus is in the heavens. You've got to get it. Get it today and be free.